Hello. So today on the podcast, we have our first ever duo. We got Mayor Tunney and Ryan Kahn on with us. Both played at College of Charleston. Meredith played soccer. Ryan played tennis. Cute little love story. They're currently engaged, living in Chicago. Coming up in the near future, they're going to be moving to Australia. Ryan is studying muscle stem cell function and dysfunction in aging and diseases. And Mare is pursuing her master's in sport and exercise psychology. I'm really looking forward to sharing this episode with everyone. I think it's so interesting how we each experience this transition on such an individual level, yet we're still having the same feelings, we're still having the same ideas and thoughts and emotions. So I just, I thought it was an incredible conversation with people who experienced college both together, but also very differently. So drum roll, please. Mayor Tunney and Ryan Khan. ever duo on today we got Mayor Tunney and Ryan Khan. so went to college at Charleston with both of them lived with Mayor one of my best friends through college and Ryan got to know him once Mayor and Ryan started dating will say I was there the night they met on the dance floor at Midtown <laughs> hey! but anyways they're both in graduate school so excited to pick their brains about that and just thankful to have you guys on we're so excited to be here I'm pumped so they're from Chicago, living there now, but where are you moving? Drum roll. Ryan Khan. We're moving to Melbourne, Australia in July. Oh, he pronounced the R the way to Melbourne. 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 Be natural. <laughs> Come on, you guys, you're moving there. Melbourne. You gotta, you gotta know the the lingo. Yeah. <laughs> in, baby. Oh, I'm so freaking pumped to visit. So you better have a room. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. coming. Gosh, that'll be incredible. I'm excited. Yeah, no, we're pumped. It's going to be an adventure for sure. Well, I wanted to start off. Mary played soccer. Ryan played tennis. So a little bit different sport. But basically, I wanted to ask the question of do athletes from different sports experience the same feelings following their competition? So following their time as an athlete and moving on to that next transition. I wanted to see what you guys think. Boy. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's a loaded question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We love that question. I mean, yeah. why would you want to give like a, I don't know, because tennis is such an individual sport. I'm sure you felt some type of way. <laughs> Come down yeah. to that. Um, yeah, it was, it was different. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. You do something so long, you do something for 20 some odd years, like, and then all of a sudden it just stops, you know? And there was just like a lot of like things I got from tennis and going to practice and that, having that routine that weren't exactly like, ever expressed by anyone on any team or any sport everyone I feel like gets something very similar out of going to practice or if you're like us that's what you're living for almost you know what I mean yeah totally and you're like where do I get that feeling now how do I go live every day without having that feeling structured into my day 
what? Oh my God. Follow that one up, Mary. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I totally agree with it. It's like defining worth. And we talk about this in sports psych is I latched on to that athlete identity, which we played in college. I mean, I granted college Charleston wasn't necessarily the sports school, but no matter what, a division one level, NCAA division one, any level, I guess, but you latch onto that athlete identity. And as great as it can be, it's super dangerous when let's say you get injured or it's taken away. Oh yeah. And so I remember that when that ended, it was like, what? Yeah. What now? That's not my. That's not my worth every day anymore. That's almost the comfort everyone kind of feels coming out. I, okay, I kind of have my path forward <laughs> set, whatever. There's just no preparing for the the feeling that's ever yeah. going to be there. You could win the lotto. You can be the next Elon Musk coming out of college. Doesn't matter. You still have that same feeling of losing your sport, like losing a limb. Oh yeah, it is. I would totally agree with that. And Jen, I was going to ask you. I was like, I remember coming out and I applying for, I mean, LinkedIn back in senior year. I was, oh my. I was applying for things. I look back, I'm like, Mary, girl. <laughs> I still get texts and it's like, uh, a spa receptionist <laughs> position has opened up. And I'm like, what the, who is texting me? And where are these coming from? <laughs> I know I need to, I need to like discontinue my subscriptions. Like, Stop it. I'm not, I'm not even being, I'm not a nurse. <laughs> But it was, it was legit. I, I felt like, oh, I'm a division one athlete. You know, did okay in school, whatever. Yeah. Hey, uh, you, know, you made it through and now you're in grad school. Amen. You did well enough. Amen for today. But did you feel like when you came out, you had this, I don't want to say false confidence somewhat, but I was like, who wouldn't want to hire a division one athlete? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm like, like, I got it all. Yeah. <laughs> but then- you look at um, other students, right? NARPs, as we might call them. No offense to the NARPs, but yes, they had all this experience. They worked every summer. They had internships. They had this and that. I mean, every summer we're playing, we're training, we're going to camps. Like we're not going and working at a company that you work nine to five or whatever, like for an internship. I walk out and I'm like, I'm the best. And then these kids have four years of experience in a field I want to do. And I'm like, I think I like this. And the employer's like, I don't give a shit. You haven't done it. Like, <laughs> you don't know yeah. I, I did this. <laughs> yes. Well, Jen, you were one of the few, maybe only person I know in college who had some kind of a summer internship or some kind of yeah. work. They wanted towards a future, not just like, uh, like working at a gym, which I did like things like that, but something that was actually like, Hey, I'm interested in this field. Let me test it out. Kind yeah. Of like, and thank goodness I did that because I fucking hated it. Oh my gosh. And that re <laughs> And I guess that's true. It's just this crazy to think we spend all this time doing tennis, doing soccer, doing a sport. And then once it's over, you're told you're an athlete. People are going to want to hire you. But then employers are like, well, what's your experience? And, and also, aside from all that, it's after college, it's expected that you get a job, Right. And that's what all students deal with. But then on top of it, we deal with, we've lost our structure. We've lost the routine. We've lost our teammates and stuff. And that every day you deal with the, well, what am I supposed to do now? Plus everything that I was just surrounded by is gone right. and they're moving on and they're fine without me because they got the new <laughs> class coming in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's, you know, you just see like a highlight reel and it's like, oh my God. So everyone's. I remember people like our senior week when we were graduating, 
people getting job offers and you know it was very you know happy for everyone yes and i come home and be like sick (laughs) (laughs) you should be proud of that moment all i remember is i had not even thought about a job and ryan's like oh yeah you know i just i'm just i'm gonna go to oregon for this phd program (laughs) and i was like oh gosh okay i don't know what i'm having for dinner tonight so (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah it it went a different route entirely like i mean mary can tell you but like my what i do basically is like i'll plan and plan and plan and like prepare and do everything under the sun to like basically put myself in this best position to go after my goal but i'm like entirely ready for that end goal to change it's not too far of a pivot transition from want to go to medical school taking those prereqs and then by the end of it i was like well, I just took exercise physiology and I actually like that a lot fucking better than anything going about going to medical school. So I think I'm gonna go get a PhD. And then from that on, like all the it just pivoted entirely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that helped you in your transition? Like you had this focus, you knew I wanna go into this field or I wanna go get a PhD. So yes, it's sad that I'm done with tennis, but now I have this new thing that I'm focusing on. 100%. Do you think that helped you? Yeah, absolutely. Like I got very, very, very lucky. The last spring of my senior year, so the last spring I was playing, I was taking ex-phys and like fell in love with the field. I nerd out to Mara all the time, talk about different like cell signaling paths I learned about in the, at lab and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we're testing this protein and that antibody. I think it's cool. And we're going to do this and that. And she's like, great. Yeah. No, no. I say, como se dice? Can you break that down into my terms, please? Yeah. <laughs> Found like another passion. And nothing will replace tennis, nothing will replace soccer. It's definitely something like I get up and look forward to. Just like going to practice or going to play matches, like I get up looking forward to like challenging myself in this new field. So I definitely got lucky finding a passion that kind of just fell into my lap at the last possible second of undergrad. <laughs> what was the one feeling that you both remember following the month after your last game? Um, You've had time to be a normal person and you can sleep in, you can have a beer before, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no practice. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the first thing was, I'm sorry, Dollar Drinka on a Wednesday in the hey. oh? <laughs> Yes! <laughs> I, I think it instantly for me got old, but in the sense that I was like stressed, I was like, what do I do next? That B test, because we used to have a B test, like, oh, and, and after. I was like, this is great when mm-hmm. we didn't have it, but then I was like, wait a second. No one's aware of what I'm doing. I, I literally went and watched it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I saw you in the snap. I was like, it's, it's so enjoyable for a quick, I need to each their own, truly need that time to freaking have your happy hours on a Tuesday, whatever, yeah. Wednesday. I remember going into it and there was some other things in the year, but I just was like, oh, I'm over it real quick. There's so and, much time. I just go to class and that's it. That's all people do. Right. Like, what do we do? Right. Right. That was a, that was a whole new world. I mean, how do you how do you feel about that? Uh, the first I guess month, you competed in the spring. Yeah, so like right That's after true. was the summer. Like okay. Um, but Are you that fifth year? You yeah, the fifth, the fifth year? year was weird because like it was really fun. It didn't really feel like college tennis had ended because I was still going out to the courts like three four times a week and like playing with a bunch of those guys and like I was their strength coach too. So that was oh yeah, that was so awesome. That was so, it was so much fun. I'm never, <laughs> It, um, it didn't feel like it ended until after that fall. The first feeling of like really being out of college athletics was because in the spring, I was still their strength coach. I was still practicing with them too. So like for a whole year after, I still kind of felt like a college athlete. And then yeah. probably when we went to Oregon and like 
no yeah. one gave a shit yeah. what happened yeah. prior. It was just, I was like, wow, okay, I'm really not a college athlete. I'm dealing with an entirely new dynamic. Being a college athlete, not nothing, because I definitely think you get a lot of intangible skills out of being a college athlete. And if you're like preparing and propelling yourself in a good direction, a lot of those skills you're going to use. So I definitely felt like I used a bunch of those skills. But as far as like missing tennis every day, like I was looking for guys in the Oregon's team. I was looking for people in other in grad school at Oregon too, who like he I was. train with. So like I found a bunch of ex-college tennis players and ended up training with a couple of guys in the UO's team. And like, so I like managed to sneak back into the <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but, but Jen can compare this because Jen, let me ask you, because I feel like you were somewhat similar to me. Did you touch a soccer ball immediately after you stopped? Mm. Right. (laughs) And that's the same with me, man. I just like, I couldn't, I think it was also the fact of like, I felt like if I touched a soccer ball, like I needed to have all the attributes. I needed to be as fit as I possibly could. I I had to like work on something when I went to the fields and it was like, no, like you can just enjoy playing. Yeah. I struggled with that. And then I felt guilty because I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was weird. It's like a weird mix of everything I like miss soccer but then I was happy I wasn't doing fitness test that kind of leads into the next question of what significant life changes if any did you guys experience following college following soccer and tennis and Mary you had a sweet job oh yes chef's kiss baby (laughs) chef's kiss because you talk me through that process obviously it's not soccer but you're still in that sports world and that athletics kind of brand of life yeah I mean right after graduation we connected with our friend that was this man was on the board of Nike okay he's a king a king a legend legend. (laughs) we'll we'll call him Ralphie I went for my interview I was I was thinking I was going into advertising for Nike (laughs) with by the way a psychology undergraduate degree whatever you know we'll sprinkle some in and that failed miserably like they I had an interview with someone and it just didn't go well which I, looking back at the prerequisites and things they would have wanted from me, that wasn't me. It wasn't going to be me. So then I applied for someone with human resources and he didn't know anyone in human resources. How, how many people did I meet for coffee with? You messaged like I, 30 people on, on Nike, and Nike's database. And at yeah. least. And um, I was staying with him down in Eugene. I drive the two hours up to Portland where the headquarters are. I'd meet even if it was in the morning for, you know, coffee with these people, these hiring managers. I just try to get the, the thing you something. told them. They were like, "Are you local? Do you can you meet? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When do you want? When do you want?" To <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I give it two hours." <laughs> yeah. So initially, my first plan completely failed, and I, for some reason, felt so much comfort in that with the connection or whatever it was going to be. But I got in eventually on the human resources team. In Recommend. the most like shark oriented fashion possible. You, she, I mean, Mary, that's incredible. We sat there. We're in this like a uh, giant like meeting room and there's like a ton of people meeting. And Ryan, by the way, is in all under armor. All under oh, armor. Come on. Okay, so I wear my under armor shoes. I had my Adidas. Ryan's like, like, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so I'm getting it's like we walk into the Mia Ham ca- uh, cafe or whatever. Yeah. And Mary goes to her interview person. I like go off to a different table and I'm, I'm in incognito, but like yet standing out. Dirty looks. I'm like, can I help you? And then I was like, oh, shit, after that, got in with him. He was great. The guy who introduced me to all these people. So literally I got in with the human resources, started working there. I was going through recovery at the time still, which was really difficult because now I was living two hours away from the only person I knew in the state. <laughs> And uh, I had a, I had another friend who plays with the Thorns out there, but she's, I mean, you know, professional, they're busy. She's a badass. 
Bo, check her out. Yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. But, um, it was awesome because I would say if you're going to go corporate, Nike is the coolest corporate job, at least corporate oh. ever. But man, did I, did I realize super quick that it will be a chore every day to do this job, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, um, a lot of assistant work, not really creativity. And I'm sure if you're there, as I talked to other people and did a ton of informal interviews just with people above me to see what, what line I could head down. And um, if you're going to commit to stay there for 10 years, and this is also means you'll be in Portland, Oregon for 10 years because that's the headquarters, you know? And that's part of the thing. I know, Jen, you could probably agree to this, is like 10 years? It's a long time. That's a long And I'm like, you know, that might be normal for some people, but I'm like, I ain't got 10 years to suffer every night. That's a long time to do a job that- Not passionate about. Yeah, exactly. 10 years is a long time to to commit to something. And it's like, once you're so invested in it, you're going to want to stay with it. And you were saying it's not as creative as you thought it would be. And yeah, you need creativity too. So 100%. it was only a two-year contract anyway. So that was the good thing is Nike, a lot of people are on contract. The white badges are for like, if you make over, I think it's like 150K. <laughs> Six figures, baby. Yeah, I was like, ooh, not me. Um, <laughs> but so me- most people are just on contracts there, which is, so I didn't know that, but you just get them renewed if you want and things like that. My dad flew out. Because I told him, I'm like, Dad, I can't. I was so lonely, man. I was so I lonely. I bet. Like, every other weekend, yeah, we saw each other. Every weekend, every weekend. Um, we, all my coworkers about. are a lot older than me. They're awesome, but they're older than me. They're not in my type of vibe. It's hard to meet people, too. What? That's one thing I realized at soccer. Never. You have to be friends with the people on your team. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to be friends with them, but, like, you got to see them every day. And then yeah. when you're done with the team, like, it's hard to find those people that you can connect with and that have the same values or have the same goals as you when people are a lot older than you or they have families you know it's just different what routine did you guys establish after soccer or even what's your current routine that helps you kind of get through your day you're you're king of it right now dude i don't know about you're that. on your roll <laughs> yeah i don't know about you're that. my motivation right now i always see definitely not true. videos of ryan just doing pull-ups how many pull-ups does this guy freaking do <laughs> city riders i glowing. love chicago like your routine though yeah. Hello. Um, well, <laughs> it's nothing crazy, but I get to I have to get to lab by about eight o'clock. So I'll get up, get to the gym like six fifteen, work out until like seven fifteen, come up and uh, our we have like a convertible studio. So um, oh, so it's like all the same. Right. It, it, there should be a wall. There's space for a yeah, wall. Yeah, like we put up like a Chinese little thing. To, oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like one of those like foldable walls. Yeah. Like, a little broken. What I have to do the night before is get put the Jim water will this. Jim will this. So I put the water in the kettle not put, that put the coffee grinds in the french press make the breakfast make the lunch what's your breakfast uh overnight oats remember that um pre-season I feel like we all just made overnight oats. all we did was overnight oats because they gave us a five thousand pound thing of oats from Costco like, how do we get rid of this it's the same one he's like what is this formula it's unbelievable I mean I live off that stuff <laughs> yeah so i get up go to the gym back by 17 i'm still back yeah and like uh i make no noise in the morning now it's great so wow hit the, hit the button for the water what a uh, good fiance well i mean oh i i, I it's more self, it's, it's self-preservation more than anything <laughs> i heard it one morning and i was like Arr. 
was you know, like, like in SpongeBob when Sandy comes out of hibernation. Yeah. You know, it was like me in the morning. Quickly, quickly adjust it. <laughs> then it's off to work, and then eight to eight to five, I'm in lab doing stuff. Yeah, then I come back, and you know, sometimes I'll go meet Mayor down in the, in the in the workout room and do like a walk or bike or whatever, and then. Yeah, and then I work on some Australia stuff that uh, they have me doing. Completely different time zone. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it would be like, uh, he so it's comes like home. 9, 10 a.m., yeah. 6 p.m., our time. Yeah, so by the time I get home, they're like ready to meet. And they're like, okay, we're going to talk about the experiments we're doing. And like, what we want you to be doing. And I was like, great, yeah, pile it on. The one thing I struggled with was finding a new routine. Oh, you yeah. know, right after soccer, I feel like I kind of stuck to it. But then yeah. once summer started and... I didn't have any routine and that's when I realized I I would think a lot more about soccer and I would feel a lot more in my feels you know I don't know how to describe it well especially like you you moved you took on a new job you started a new program I mean that's everything to your structure is just keep rocking that boat yeah I was like creating you know and then COVID happened it was like boom what did you appreciate about most about your experience at College of Charleston. You hit this because you are sentimental. You want to start it off first? He thinks about this a lot. Like you have good, <laughs> you literally would point this out to me. So I feel like that's a good thing. Um, so college athletics in a nutshell, kind of. College athletics in a nutshell. So many intangibles. You can't, it's hard to describe, but like, I don't know, certain feelings you would get throughout your day. I don't know. I thought about this the other day when I was in an incubation period and I was like, you know, I can do this, that, and the other right now because I'm doing this. And it's kind of felt like how uh, right after class, shot over to weights. After weights, maybe you went over to, to get treatment. Right after that, back to class and then to practice. For a brief second in my lab there, I kind of felt like that. I was like, I forgot how much I missed that. Like, <laughs> like, like hustle and bustle of exactly, yeah. life. There was such a clear direction too. What do I want to do right now? What's my goal for this week? What's my goal for this month? What's my, what's my goal for this season? Like, I want to get better. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to work on that. In life, if you want to get better, it's like, you really got to find that direction for yourself. It's not straightforward anymore. It's not like, okay, well, uh, I only know tennis examples. I don't know soccer examples. But like, if I were, if you were like practice a certain save on goal, right? If you want to get better at that save, you're going to practice that save a lot. Well, if you want to prepare for the future and whatever your, your prospective job or career is, it's really to each his own. There's no same way to do it. There's no rule book. There's nothing. Figure it out. Those things I think I miss the most like as far as the routine, the hustle and bustle, like you were saying, just the intangible feelings you got, like in the little things, like walking down the stairs for, for a match day. Into, like, oh, I just got chills. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> there's, there's, I don't know. There's no feeling like that. You have your bag slugged over your shoulder. You're walking in. You're like, this guy's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys feel the same way when you're walking into that bomb stadium you guys have? And we have a good with actual It's really people. good. We Even better now. Yeah. I know. Right after we left, assholes. <laughs> Damn it. That's really that good. was a really good answer. I told you, he, he looked like, like <laughs> and I'm like, Damn, I hadn't thought about college. I life. didn't think yeah. about it like that. And I think that comes with tennis. It's like that really individual. I mean, it's a team, but it's like, what do you bring to that team? Soccer was like the same in a way, but different in the way that if you didn't have any passion for playing with the people around you, it wasn't going to work. Right. Like, yeah. I think of like, Jen, when I think of our team, like, we loved each other. Like, probably a little too much. A lot. Like, like a, a lot. lot. <laughs> Awesome, on though. personal levels it was yeah. great it like, was awesome i think would you say like something you miss the most is when you go to a new city like you did um who would i literally tackle someone out here for yeah <laughs> no one. like i'm literally like who wants to shower with me <laughs> leah like every day i'm like who's coming in the shower and it was <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
and it was just like you got to just go hang out with your best friends right all day yeah that's pretty awesome and you got to have sleepovers structured into your day like yeah showed up at the same place and you were like it was just like a treat you know now like if you want to see your friends or you have to plan it and like you have to be intentional about talking to them on the phone or texting it's like i'm so bad at texting i like go through my messages and i reply to people five days later (laughs) i feel you yeah no it's 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 different it's it's so different being being outside of our 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 bubble yeah our our bubble bubble, yeah yeah you have to make your own bubble now and you have to really invite people in almost. It's not implied anymore. I realized this year, my community is so special to me. And I fought just super hard to get it and find it and keep it. And I realized how much more work it is to do that when, like, you don't have to be together. Like, I had to come to practice. Right. I had to see you guys. And I loved it. Thank goodness. <laughs> There's some people that's like, if I don't make a plan to see them, like, I probably won't see them. What have you guys been new at since you've been done? Yeah, almost everything. Almost my, the skill set of my career and growing and potential career in general, almost all of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I mean, with you, it's like you're in a lab. Yeah, it was very different. I had no wet lab experience. All I had was like a lot of... I don't even know what that means. Como se dice? That's all I respond. There's like a bunch of techniques for like how to house or, and grow cells, how to house and grow tissue, how to break it open and see what you got inside and stuff well, like also that. Also, for you, like the coolest thing is like doing something for like members or people who have cerebral palsy yeah, for sure. and muscle diseases. And I think it's like, I'm not just doing anything for performance-based anymore. This is for someone else's life. And Jen, same with you. You're going to your master's to get it. It's like, I'm going to be- Same with you too. Yeah. Like it's- you're like learning all these things and skills to make someone's life significantly better and- Wait, that's so weird that we all are like doing something. Weird. I know we kind of. That's where we found the passion. Is yeah. like, okay, if I can't, I need to take the tension off myself. I need to pour it into yeah. every person. My mom's like, "How could you be going into therapy?" And I'm like, "I love hearing about people's issues. I think it's so awesome. You get to hear the hardest things they deal with and experience the greatest joys of their life." And being new, I realized, I'm like, this fucking sucks. I'm used to being good at every, not everything, but like where we were all good at what we we're doing. What would, what would you say to that? Say it. I'm the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the best. <laughs> no, I, don't, I get you. You're like, I've, I've mastered this skill for this many times. We don't have much experience in mastery in anything we're going into. It's exciting. First started out in soccer, I mean, like, wasn't it like kind of exciting? Like there's so much room to grow. I could literally train 24 hours a day and it would be great. I mean, no, not I, actually. No, my, like, my yeah. first part is I hated it so much. I brought those little bites, you know, those mini muffins. Mm, I so chewed my mouth, fake threw up on the soccer field. <laughs> and my coach said, you ate chocolate before practice and made me do a sprint. <laughs> so funny. no, I did not. <laughs> your plan didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I get your sense of where you're going. <laughs> like from the first conversation I probably had with Texas A&M, like when I was first uh, uh, on track to go there, the guy lost me. First five seconds. Okay, there's clearly a lot of room to grow here because I was lost in the first five seconds of conversation. Talking about lab stuff and yeah, like talking about like his research. Just I realized there was so much of a basis you had to have to even be in the conversation. The same way you would structure like a resistance training program or like training program for tennis or for soccer. I started periodizing different readings, textbooks, articles, reviews, all of it, and just built the foundation. Same way you do in tennis or soccer or whatever. And the same token, like it's scary, but it's kind of exciting. And now I have a conversation, and I'm like, I remember when I had it, couldn't have a conversation. It's nice. It's kind of cool to see too, when you first start, you're on this level and it's when you were really good at something, like you're not going to take huge steps towards being better. 
you know, but when you're not good at it, you like see that build so much faster. You get our gains. What did you guys do that helped you work through the transition? Well, personally for me, I, it's sad that this is a luxury for people. Like therapy is still a luxury due to the expenses, but I know things are coming out like talk space or headspace or things coming out that hopefully bridges this gap and allows more accessibility. But I think therapy was huge because I was like, I don't know if people are dealing with this, yeah. but I got to figure out what's in my head yeah. and why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. I think everyone should go to therapy. You get to just talk about yourself, what you're going through without feeling that burden of like giving it to a friend, even though of course you could talk to a friend about it, but it's just like that time where you can just be there. And I think it's the best thing. And I I would literally recommend it for anyone. Same. Whether you're feeling good or not, like, oh, we're breaking down those walls and hopefully Jen. I hope so. You figure out things that like you didn't even know you needed to figure out. I felt like I had like an open cut. I was pouring salt as I'm like figuring more stuff out and then <laughs> resorted it out. I think it truly like the best way to describe it is like, oh, so why I've been coping with that that way was something I had been avoiding or something that I didn't want to think about. So it led to all these behaviors, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just wild how that works to me. And everyone has it at some point though, you know? It's gonna happen. Such a good thing to have during a big transition. Oh yeah. yeah, for sure. I also think in general, for people to want to, and me, myself as a friend or a family member, or whatever I may be, to reach out to people, like, let's say I know you're moving. Even if you seem okay, let's triple check on that happy friend. Myself included. I mean, we get the bare minimum and we don't know what's going on. And you, is it too late at some point, but it's never too early to start. A lot know? of friends are kind of reluctant if you call them up, if you're not talking often, like, no, who, no one's gonna want to just say like you know what it's been shit yeah like right off the bat you know they're gonna want to like talk happy with you you know what i mean yeah. you haven't talked in too yeah. so it's, it's almost like double-edged sword almost like you want to help you want to be there but at the same time like you're not trying to like make them talk about something they don't want to but it's tough people are always like hey how are you doing today it's not even like a question it's just a greeting like how are you doing today yeah, exactly. yeah. good obviously i'm gonna say good like mm-hmm. i'm just gonna keep going it's just in passing because you got 10 hours <laughs> yeah i'm like well, if you want to take a seat, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Glad you asked. Take a seat. Yeah, I'm like, thank you for asking. Not great. <laughs> what do you think something that would have made your transition easier? Letting down the walls, baby. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. No one living that bougie-ass lifestyle right away. I, mm-hmm. Even myself, I post like some acai bowls for breakfast and sunny, happy photos of myself, but it's like, Ooh, those are some of the roughest, you know, I mean, hours later or whatever, you know, Mm. like, I feel like let's come on, let's be a little more honest with things. Yeah. I mean, we talk, you talk to me about this a bunch, like people, when when you see like Instagram, social media, whatever, you're seeing a highlight reel, you're not seeing day-to-day stuff. You're going to see like, just got this job, just got this internship, just got this, whatever. Like, you're not going to see like, Hey, just got my ass rejected. Right. Exactly. Just got (laughs) rejected five times. No, it, it, yeah, it's a highlight reel. You don't see the the whole thing. It's discouraging a lot of times too. It's like, you're like, well, I'm X years old and I'm not doing that. So <laughs> I go on Twitter probably more than anything just because like- Twitter has some funny stuff. Well, no, just the, the only, re- the only <laughs> reason, so I know it's weird, but like the only reason I got a Twitter in the first place is because all of academic science is on Twitter. Fair. Like no, I don't use Twitter for, I don't follow anybody besides like people people in stem cell biology. So like 
I followed everybody basically. I keep tabs on like what people do at different stages in their careers and try to draw a map for myself going forward. And I was like, what? You're 23 and finishing your PhD and getting a postdoc and right? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this podcast come on like more of this like this is what yeah. I mean just to listen and just to hear it out and just to say I am not alone in this right and you know there might be highlight reels but guess what at the end of the day everyone's in this boat everyone's just winging it man everyone's winging that's it that's what like yeah. no one knows what the hell they're doing figure out what you what you like to be around you know figure out the people you like to be around or the things that I know I like being outside I know I like people who have goals and who are driven and who are genuine. Okay, find those things, but I don't know what I want to do. Shit, my dad the other day was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I was like, dad, dad, you're about to retire. <laughs> what do you mean? Chris, love him. Well, that's good. Is it like, that's such a good question though, because especially even when I talk to my dad, like when they did something, right out of college they had to start making the money they had to start investing right. themselves right away and some people are still in that situation totally get it but if, right. you, if you have that time to just like get the roommate find a way to make a little money you know follow your studies whatever you can do the, you know the side hustle on the, on the side even if that's at the night time whatever it has to be because not everyone has the same situations obviously but our whole generation is like nothing set most people won't have the same job for the rest of their life and so. it's so different and i guess we grew up looking at our parents are in the same job that when they started, they, that's their career. And it's not that anymore. Yeah. So it's like, you get out of college and everyone's like, what are you going to do? Where are you going? Where are you working? Like, I don't, I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, like, I feel like a lot of people who are asking me those questions were almost asking me, not because they wanted to hear and be happy for me, but because they wanted to judge themselves based on what I was doing. And compare themselves to, okay, well, he's doing this. What should I be doing now? Right, exactly. Yeah, it's a dangerous slope. Yeah. It is a dangerous slope. I actually kind of got to the point where I don't necessarily want people to know what I'm doing. I kind of just like doing my own thing and being on my own path. But obviously, besides you, like my close people around me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ryan's like, going incognito on Mary. <laughs> you know the plans, like my close friends, like no. I've been trying to get out of the habit of asking, what do you do as your profession? But more so, like, what do you like to do? What do you, right. what I do you enjoy you. doing? Well, just with soccer, it was like, hey, I'm Jen, I play soccer. What do you do just to find you? It's like, puts you in a basket and that's all you are. Any crisis when soccer and tennis oh. soccer is like, I've, I've latched on to this and like, it's, it's me. It's like, I'm intertwined with the sport. Like, don't yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and then I feel fake when I'm done and I'm like, yeah, I play soccer. Well, I guess I played soccer, yeah. but then it's like awkward. <laughs> Just like the identity thing right after, like it's so intertwined with what we were as college athletes. So I cheat a little bit though. Cause like I try to play as involved in like, yeah, you're yeah. a cheater. Don't <laughs> you're still like, playing. Everywhere we go, I always find some ex-college guys. Like, I don't know how. So awesome, though. <laughs> I'm not going to find someone to shoot on or go one v one. Like, tennis is so cool. We, all I need is one person, and we can have, like, the time of our lives. That yeah. is awesome. We get it. You live a good life. <laughs> it's fine. But soccer, I mean, you have these, like, uh, indoor rings, right? I mean, like, my friends in high school took me a couple times. Like, those things are, are lit. Like I do play on an indoor team, and one time... I wasn't at this game. It was the week before I joined, but the police had to escort our team out. <laughs> it was rowdy. That sounds like a team. It was <laughs> insane. <laughs> the other team was, I guess, waiting for them in the parking lot. No way. 
Shit gets crazy at indoor. Are you, are you sure you did, you weren't there? Are you sure? I'm like, let me out of the <laughs> If you guys were talking to an athlete just out of their sport, what would you tell them? I personally, if I could have gone back and told myself, and I'm pretty sure every single person I know, we are all feeling it. Even as we're sipping away at those happy hours right after, there's a little bit of pain at the end of the night. You know, those like drunk tears later. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, honestly, give yourself that sweet spot. Because this, and I am so guilty of it, you're going to want to jump forward. You're going to want to be like, what's next? What's next? But I think there is so much in just being in the moment because it's not going to speed it up. You know what I mean? Just enjoy what you're doing. You're a planner, so I know you're like, no, Mayor. But I, I truly wish I had just spent a little bit more second like just like looking at my feet, you know, reminding myself where I'm at, you know, taking the time to be yeah. there and give myself that sweet spot. Honey, how do you know? You don't have to know yet, yeah, you know? For sure. I mean, maybe your parents won't cut you off yet. <laughs> <laughs> worst, worst case, you get like a little, you know, you'll, you'll find a way. If you, if you have gone this far as to continue to play and you have that drive, if you need to, you'll work at a Starbucks, you'll get health insurance, you'll you know, you'll make that minimum wage. You'll find a roommate there. Right. You will be fine. But give yourself a sweet spot. Give yourself that recharge battery because it takes a lot out of you. Jen, I'm sure you can imagine. Like, yeah. you relate so much to this. Is It's a little bit of worn out or a little burnout yeah. coming right after. 100%. I mean, that's what we're used to. Ryan, you were saying this earlier. You always have a goal, right? Like, okay, I want to get this many saves. I want to get... As a team, I we want to win this. We want to this win this many games. We have our segment goals. So then you train to get there. And then once you get there, you have a new goal. And it's like you're always trying to, like, move forward, move forward, move forward. And then when you're done, you're like, oh, I'm not moving forward in this anymore. So I need to find something else to move forward in. I mean, I skipped, like, my feelings, and then I felt it much later. Right. And they come. They still, you're still going to feel them. 100%. When do you want to do it? It will come. <laughs> Pick your poison. <laughs> the baby's coming hard, man. <laughs> but for someone who's inevitably you're going to be planning, what would you yeah. tell them? Yeah, I, I probably would have been more stressed out if I didn't like just start planning. Um, I don't know. I'm just really, it's not, I don't think it's OCD, but like I love the feeling of being prepared. You know what I mean? Like I'm just like the training, the process of like doing whatever it is, like even in tennis like I almost felt like sometimes some of my best days I look back on are like days where I felt like we were building for conference you know what I mean some of those days I really like so like I kind of know that about myself which helps what would your advice be to them though the planners we'll start early I guess like you know don't wait until your sport's over to go find what you like start dipping your toes Ooh. into different ponds like that early. is good that like shit's fresh <laughs> I don't know like freshman year I was reaching out to different people like when I wanted to I started out as a bio major and then I started I went to poli sci it was my sister convinced me she's in law poli sci baby yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um you convinced me to try it so I tried it and I was reaching out it was going around to the New York County court system and like uh, different circuit courts and like sitting on trial just seeing how I liked it and like ended up I didn't like it and uh <laughs> so I don't know. I'd probably say start dipping your toes in every pond. Like I intern with PTs, I had shadow doctors, stuff that you didn't have to have a lot of time to do. We're in season, we have off season training. Like there's not, you have to really work what you got. The people that I had made good connections with along the way, my PT growing up, my big surgeon growing up that I was in and out of being injured with. And 
stuff like that. And you just pick their brains. Exactly. Pick their brains. Like, can I shadow you? Can I shadow a surgery? And then found out what I didn't like, which was basically law, medicine, and PT. And, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> um, those are all great professions. But yeah, so I'd say dip your toes in all the ponds you can with as much time as you can. You yeah. guys did good with that, I think. Yeah. It's just like at least dipping your toes in that yeah. real world. And also don't put pressure on yourselves too. Prepare, 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 but also be entirely prepared for the plan to get flipped upside down too. The preparation you did wasn't necessarily for the goal. It was almost mental reps for you to be better in the future. Half the time I feel like I plan now, if I'm planning to talk to someone in industry, if I'm planning to talk to someone at NASA, I'll prep, 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 prepare. And then let's say I hear something I don't like in the interview. Okay, well, you know, it was, it was great. I learned a lot and I won't be going that route. Like all my answers are so long-winded. <laughs> no, I love it. Martha, I, yeah. It's like helping me so much. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I take note of what you said. <laughs> is there anything that you wish I would have asked or that you thought I was going to ask you? I don't know. You asked a really good Yeah, question. these are great. Like this is a very open, dis- I love how it was just so open. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that you guys like asked me too. It was nice to be able to reflect on it. You have so many experiences. Like, you've dipped your toes in so much. I think it's super important. Like, just hearing your message and where you came from, too. I mean, we need to hear more of it, if anything. Thanks, man. I really love hearing it. It it helps me go a long way. You've always helped me go a long way. It's simple, but just got to talk about, like, what that feeling was coming out of college sports and, like, how we're all feeling the same thing. Like, we don't get to have that all the time anymore, but, like, it's okay because yeah one's in the same boat like everyone deals with it we all just like you know find a new something kind of fire to light you up you know what i mean we cover it up though i think that we just like we're like oh i'm it here is, now yeah. i didn't miss this for sure yeah there's, almost, yeah there's almost like a compensation <laughs> phase like a lot yeah. of people go with i feel like you know what i mean yeah. like, right after like yeah tennis or, college or basketball whatever just ended but i'm doing this and like, oh okay cool, cool but it's all good it's fine and i i think honestly that comes from get practice you don't feel well tough shit you just deal with it. Remar gets her teeth knocked out. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you get so used to saying I'm fine that when you're not fine, you don't, well, you don't know how to say I'm not fine. Yeah, exactly. Like the simplest thing that you can't, like we cannot do. We're bred to not do. That's such a huge point. But then it also too, it like, doesn't make sense. If you have a broken leg, obviously you're going to get it fixed. Your brain's a muscle, like your brain's an organ. It's not a, is it? It's not a muscle, is it? It's not a muscle. It's not. It's not but okay. I like pro- <laughs> Thanks. I know the it's a, I mean, I guess it's a muscle. Like if you have a, a broken leg, you you go see a doctor. But if it's like a mental broken leg, it, I mean, it's the same. Like you can't function right. like you need to. It's so much more difficult to, to admit that I'm not feeling well, mm-hmm. even during and after. And think about, we took in our grad school, and I think it's required by the NCAA, and I'd have to check it, but I'm pretty sure to travel or have someone a part of your athletic system for each team that's like three people, but they're all related to our athletic trainer, things like that. There no sports psychology, no mental consultant. Right. And if it is, it's performance-based. Yes, right. yeah. yeah. That's the difference is like, if you, in our field, if you get your master's, you can do performance-based, which is also great. But anything clinical, you'd have to refer elsewhere. How many people, if you get clinically referred as a college guy, are you like, oh yeah, I'll go check them out. Yeah, no, it's like. Roll their number, like, yeah. you know. Okay, so you refer them out to, I don't know, a psychologist or a therapist. And 
as it pertains to my sport. I'm not like a normal person and I'm struggling with these things, but the things I have going on in my life aren't necessarily like what normal people go through. I, it's, there's so much. It's, I, can't, I can't sleep in tomorrow. I can't yeah. take tomorrow off. Like there is nothing. It's a couple no. of You're just, I mean. You just go. Yeah, exactly. Like I think you got, Mitch probably was, was I feel like he was generally like pretty good to you guys. Like Jay was. He great. was. A lot of college athletes had bad coaches. I'm like thinking about it. Like me and Jay were, we got like very, very close. He'd have to tell me if I was sick, go home. You know, I'm sure it was the same thing with you guys. Yeah, like, Mitch was really good about it. I mean, he was really like, look, if you need time, take time. You're a person at the end of this. You know, he was really great about that. He he showed up in ways like to make sure to text you if you were sick that day or things yep. like that. And be like, don't do anything right. else. Yeah, like, that's, take that's it all easy I've heard from you. It's like, yeah, he was definitely up there. Yeah, 100%. But, um, we, were, we were lucky there. We did get lucky with that. Like, I feel like you're not treated like a typical employee. Yeah. Like That was rare, though. I mean, that's, rare. that's very rare, man. Like, you're sick? Well... That sucks. Maybe if you don't show up, maybe you just won't play this weekend. Yeah. You know. Like unless you are throwing up and there or you have like a bone sticking out of your leg. Like, I mean, I felt even now when I'm like, I'm not feeling too well. And my bosses are like, okay, don't come. Like, I'm just right, exactly. And I'm like, you know, oh, I don't need to prove it to you. Yeah. Defend myself that like I actually don't feel well. <laughs> so what you're saying is I don't have to go to student health after yeah. I go to practice. Right. And not that any of us even had that issue. If we had an issue, we could just go to our coaches. But, like, the fact that it's that feeling for us, imagine what it's like people who had a really crappy coach. I can't. I can't. I've never even thought about it that way. It's probably immobilized by fear. Like, I can't bring this up. I'll get fired. But, like, in reality, like, you got fired over being sick, there would be a bigger lawsuit. It's a bigger (laughs) problem. J-Lo, here she is. J-Lo! She low-key has a crush on Ryan. She does. She's like, ooh. (laughs) Look at that bosom. Baby girl. She she's got that junk That's in the trunk. You're good, baby. Hey. <laughs> she keeps trying to get outside and I'm like, you're not going outside. We have a dog door. She tries to get her. There's wild animals there. Plan. There's coyotes. Yes. <laughs> she's yes. the perfect prey. She doesn't have any teeth. And she's got she's juicy. Yeah. Dude, they're looking for some meat for late mm-hmm. night dinner, please. Jayla's best. I would That's choose her. Last question. What would your walkout song be? No, you go first because you got you got a killer one. You have a killer one. You play it every morning. Uh it's Shoot to Thrill by ACDC. He dances in his little towel half naked shirt every morning out of the shower. I wake up, I wake up for that though. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say I'd wake up for that, but then I that was weird. (laughs) (laughs) I would respect that. I was actually going through my mayor, um, total mayor move playlist I made like sophomore year. And I, okay. I remember you and MK singing this song. And I was like, man, this is, a, this is the best song ever. Strive, Missy Elliott. I think it's ASAP Ferg. Did I correct that? ASAP? ASAP Ferg. It's not ASAP Rocky, it's ASAP Ferg. And, um, you know, would you jump on your night like this? You know that one? Good song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> MK loves that song. It's that feel good, like, I'm going to strive up on this morning. I'm going to yep. strive up this door. Yeah. That kind of a vibe. That is a good one. Yeah. Dude, listen to it tonight. I'm not going to like I'm about to. It's in my head now. Yeah. I love that one. I forgot about it for a while. Oh, well, I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for 
talking and sharing your experiences and just I I'm pumped to listen back and I'm pumped for other people to hear it. Oh, we love this, Jen. Dude, anytime. Yeah. This is incredible. Whoa. And let us know how we can share it and things like that. I want the, I want the updates because this is incredible. Oh yeah, of course. Um I will see you guys. Well, I'm just gonna pause it really fast. Well, I'll stop it, but um <laughs> I'm just gonna edit all that out. But anyways, thank you. Oh, e, oh. <laughs> I'm just going to hit the robot. There, get off the stage. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much. First of all, the song that Mary Tunney is talking about is not Missy Elliott. It is not ASAP Rocky, ASAP Ferg, or any of the other ASAPs. It is called Slide by Calvin Harris, featuring Frank Ocean and Migos. I want to be clear on that one. <laughs> Second of all, I am, I think, progressively getting more uncomfortable when I do the goodbyes, awkward checkouts. So... We're just going to call a spade a spade here. I'm really fucking bad at goodbyes and logging off, signing off, whatever the hell I should be saying. So anyways, I will see y'all next week. Well, I won't see you. I'll talk to you and have a great week.